0: Hey, everybody. This is a special episode of the Mo News podcast where we're looking ahead to all things 2023. I'm Moshe Wanunu.
1: And I'm Jill Wagner. Today, we're looking beyond the daily headlines and back to the future. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. This is our 2023 <laughs> predictions episode.
0: So, Jill, lots of shows do look backs on, like, you know, what we accomplished this year, big news events in 2022. Instead, we nah. want to look ahead... Yeah, we want to look (laughs) ahead because like who, you know, like at this point, what's going to happen next year? So we will be talking everything from politics, entertainment, uh, give some expert predictions, our own hot takes and educated guesses on what we think we might be seeing next year, Uh, given the news cycle. We're never going to be completely right. Maybe we'll get a couple things right. We also solicited a bunch of your opinions and thoughts on what 2023 might bring. We're going to incorporate those as well. Lots of great ones, Jill. I want to start with a positive one, which uh, speaks to this episode. Uh, I so love quilting messaged me on Instagram to say, the world will not end in 2023. So we have that going for us.
1: <laughs> okay, I hope so. Okay, Moshe, a lot on this episode. Who will be the presidential frontrunners? Will TikTok actually get banned here in the United States? Will it be safe to look at your 401k in 2023? Or will the stock market continue to fall? Will the Royals reconcile? Who will join Rihanna at the Super Bowl halftime show? And who will be Pete Davidson's next love interest? Most just some of the pressing questions we'll try to answer.
0: That takes us from most important to least important. Uh, but depending on who you are, maybe that last question <laughs> is very important to you.
1: Okay, but let's start with politics. First up, presidential politics. President Biden is expected to make his decision on whether to run again sometime in February or March. If Biden runs and wins a second term, he would be 82 years old at his inauguration in 2025 and then 86 at the end of a second term. The previous oldest president, Ronald Reagan, He was 77 years old when he left office. And at the time, it was widely considered to be kind of pushing the boundaries for a president.
0: Jill, we should note uh, Biden began his presidency at 78 years old.
1: And as we've covered on the podcast before, Joe Biden says he's going to be leaving it up to First Lady Jill Biden to decide if he should run again. And there's some reporting that after a good showing at the midterms, she has given him the green light. So Moshe, what is the latest reporting on this? Is he in or is he out?
0: So this is what we know before we make our best guesses, Jill. Uh, You noted that they had that better than expected showing at midterms that left Biden invigorated. The first lady appears as of late December to be cool with another run. Democrats did have their knives out for him uh, leading up to the midterms. They thought it was going to be a bloodletting. Uh, Turned out not to be. So they put their knives away for now. Uh, There were discussions within the family over Thanksgiving Uh, just after he turned 80 years old, giving him sort of the green light, it appears. And so we know discussions will continue over this holiday period. And then there's the announcement, February or March-ish, could it be around the State of the Union? This is the deal. If he is out, he wants to wait for as long as humanly possible to announce that he is out without messing up the party. He does want to give enough time for other candidates to organize, to announce, to be able to take on Republicans. At the same time, he doesn't want to say he is out if he's not running again, too early because that immediately makes him a lame duck. Like literally the moment he announces it, Congress, media, everyone will look beyond him. He is irrelevant. So that is sort of where things stand, but it'll, it it makes for a really interesting 100-day period now where you don't want him to go too far into the spring either way, especially if he's announcing that he's getting out.
1: Okay, so I think the party leaders are going to try to talk him out of it, especially if they think there's another viable candidate that could win, what do you think?
0: Well, what's so interesting, Jill, is he does have a vice president, a young vice president who could be the first female president in American history, right? Kamala Harris. She's so weak, though, even within the party. Um, she didn't even make it into the primaries back in 2020. And so technically, if he had a VP that was sort of the heir apparent that could sort of clear the field, then I think it's a natural thing. He doesn't. And so Democrats will likely have a huge competition on their hands. If he jumps out. So the whole kind of party leaders talking him out of it, his first big question is gonna be like, all right, so then who is it? And they're like, well, it could be Gavin Newsom. It could be Kamala Harris. It could be Pete Buttigieg. Elizabeth Warren wants to run again. Hell, even Bernie Sanders wants to run again. So there could be a huge fight within the party, which he would want to avoid, especially since he thinks he is the only person who could beat Trump. But the important thing to think about here, you know, you brought up the party leaders, Jill, the majority of Democrats Like the Democrats who are voting in and out, they don't want him to run again. Will that get to him? And that's a case that could be made there. My gut is never doubt the ego of a politician or their goal to maintain power. He waited for 50 years to be president. And so if I had to make the call right now, I think he goes for it, Jill, despite the age, despite where the party is, despite it all. I think he's going for it.
1: Okay, here's a question for you. Is there any way that if he runs for re-election, he picks a different vice president? Oh. Not Kamala Harris.
0: I mean, I guess anything is possible, but I think that'd be such a bad look, right? I like, I just feel like they've kind of glanced over their issues, like, I don't know, party optics would be tough there. I know there's a lot of theories that go around of, like, he'll pick somebody else, and then he'll step down, and then that person becomes president, and yeah, yada, yada, yada. yada. Um, so I think he sticks with it. You, you think he's out, though.
1: You make a very good argument, Moshe, just about <laughs> never doubting a politician and just kind of uh, getting used to power. I, I think my, he might be out.
0: Okay, we will keep this recording and play it when the announcement <laughs> I, is made later in 2023. I think I'm going to be
1: wrong, though. I, I say that kind okay. of knowing I'm going to be wrong. It's
0: okay. I think the important thing in this episode is to focus on what you get right.
1: Let's turn to the Republicans now. Donald Trump is the only official candidate as of this recording. After the candidates that he backed in the midterms had a weak showing, his campaign has had an even rockier start, dining with white supremacists and anti-Semites, his taxes released, and those bizarre digital trading cards that even had Steve Bannon trying to distance himself.
0: Yeah, he's been sort of in a cocoon at Mar-a-Lago for about six weeks. There's a cover story in New York Magazine uh, that came out last week of December, Olivia Nuzzi, uh, I would suggest uh, everyone who's interested in this, read it. She has an interview with him. He talks about how he goes down to uh, another place in Miami to like spend time by himself. Sort of, sort of a rough read, sort of a sad story. It has been a rough start for his third straight election here. He himself, by the way, as we talk about ages, he's 76, will be 77 next year, would be 78 at the time of potential re-election if he makes it. So he's twice impeached. Uh, divisive, and this is Republicans saying this, he'd only be able to serve one term. He achieved uh, what he achieved uh, back in his first term. Some people, even within the Republican Party, even former allies of his, say this would sort of be his revenge tour if he makes it to the White House again. He's having trouble recruiting staff for this go around. Uh, He's lost some of the base. Recent polls show that he's lost traction in key early states. Nationally, DeSantis is now leading over him. Uh, Next year is an entire year for other people to announce, run, get buzz. The first voting among uh, Republican primary voters doesn't begin until early 2024. So he has to spend this entire year trying to figure out how to basically tread water.
1: Okay, Mosh, Donald Trump's script is a very hard one to write, but I have a hot take for you. I think that he is going to drop out of the race I'd say sometime next year, but perhaps sometime before the first primary. Um, as mentioned, his candidates had a poor showing in the midterms. Ron DeSantis is already ahead of him in many of the polls. I think he might read the tea leaves. He won't want to lose to a Republican in a primary and perhaps come up with some type of excuse to drop out. Now, as for the front runners, I cannot help but think Ron DeSantis peaked too early It reminds me of like a Howard Dean circa 2004. He was on the cover of Time and Newsweek even before the Iowa caucus. And then he ultimately Mm -hmm. lost the Democratic nomination to John Kerry. I think someone like Nikki Haley could be one to watch. She was the first female governor of South Carolina. So she's got that executive experience. Uh, More recently, she was the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. under Trump. And she's a woman.
0: Interesting. So your prediction right now, Joe, if I take the first two of them together, is sort of America's hope, which is not to have to vote between Biden and Trump in 2024. Um, I think uh, Trump will like I don't see him dropping out next year. He needs to find a way to claim he is winning. Winning is important to him. Winning at all costs. Remember, this guy is Teflon. I think he makes it through the first few primaries. I was, I found some of our community's predictions really interesting here. Uh, At Wait For It uh, predicted that Trump will run as an independent and split the Republican Party. Um,
1: Ooh, I like that.
0: And so I think that's interesting. So he finds basically, you know, if he gets to the primaries, doesn't make it through, he then will be intent on running sort of like Teddy Roosevelt style. Uh, For those of you unfamiliar, Teddy Roosevelt, after being president, came back later to run as independent, as it for the bull moose party uh, split the vote and basically ensured his former party lost uh one you brought up nikki haley one other person to uh, think about next year is glenn youngkin he's the governor from virginia he will have a moment next year uh sort of can convince republican voters that he can win over blue staters right because because virginia is very much a purple state these days so that'll that'll be the case that he makes and I wouldn't count out DeSantis too quickly. Uh, having covered McCain in 08 for Fox News, I watched him at his peak, his complete collapse, and then his revival. So there's always a shot. DeSantis will sort of have the air let out at some point, but there's enough time here where he can both have the air let out and make another comeback. A couple of other predictions, by the way Yo-Ya Yo-Yay says Trump <laughs> will go to jail. I don't see that happening. Uh, Nico PDX says Republicans will dump Trump. We'll see if that happens, so to speak. And then uh, Steph Squatch, uh, I think, has a pretty uh, guaranteed prediction. More documents will be found on his property.
1: Now let's turn to Congress. Here is what we know so far. 2023 will bring a divided government for the first time in two years. The Senate will be controlled by the Democrats by just two votes, but it is still a majority. Formerly Democratic Senator Kirsten Cinema from Arizona has announced that she is now an independent. The House will be controlled by Republicans. It is looking like Kevin McCarthy will be speaker. Most, do you think that there is any way that that does not happen?
0: We're going to know first week of January, and I think there's an even chance he might not be. A bunch of Republicans who just don't like him, not that they want somebody else, they just don't want Kevin. And he has such a slim majority. This sort of happened with Newt Gingrich 20-something years ago, where a bunch of Republicans in the base uh, basically wanted him out, didn't know who would replace him. They would figure that out later. And so they've told Steve Scalise, who is Kevin McCarthy's number two, to get ready. uh, And we'll see what happens. But I think it's 50-50.
1: Regardless who is their leader, we do know that the newly controlled Republican House is planning to launch a ton of investigations from Hunter Biden's business dealings to the Biden administration's withdrawal from Afghanistan to the origins of COVID. And of course, they want a committee to investigate the House committee on January 6th so a a coffee table book about coffee tables. Uh, There is also some legislation potentially on the table, some antitrust action focused on digital. During the past year, 2022, we saw Amy Klobuchar, who is the Democrat from Minnesota, And then a Republican, Chuck Grassley from Iowa, they had advanced one bill and then there was another one by Senator Mike Lee. He is a Republican from Utah. On a lighter note, another thing to watch, a potential end to switching the clocks in the fall and the spring, uh, potentially keeping daylight saving time all year round. The Sunshine Protection Act, which the Senate passed in March 2022, Uh, we'll see if it gets another look.
0: Yeah, I'm skeptical on that just because it, it appears the way they voted on it back in the spring was sort of by accident. They sort of like, we're like, wait, what are we voting on? And they somehow passed the permanent daylight saving bill. Uh, it took a few of them to then see later that apparently we did this back in the 70s, uh, made daylight saving time permanent, only to then reverse it a year later because people found out how dark it was, how late in the morning that sunrise in the winter was becoming 9 a.m. in some areas. So I actually, and I've said this before in the podcast, Jill. I'm an advocate for permanent standard time, not daylight saving time. Um, So we'll see what happens there. But on a more serious note, those investigations will be fascinating to follow. Uh, We will see what we just don't know. Because remember, we've had all democratic rules. So they haven't really been asking on purpose, hard questions of the administration. Same thing happens during Republican White Houses when the Republicans control Congress. Now you have a split situation. So the Republicans in the House will be having a hearing. Afghanistan will be fascinating. Twitter, FBI could be interesting. and could have implications for regulation. Uh, everything looking into the CDC, FDA in regards to COVID, what they knew, how they made their decisions. We don't have full transparency on that yet. The Hunter Biden fireworks, I'm sure will get a lot of attention and be interesting. The big thing to watch with Republicans, and this always happens with uh, when the other party takes control and has a chance to look into the president, will there be overreach?
1: The thing about the COVID origins, though, is that it was a Republican administration at the start of COVID. So I I wonder how much digging they're going to really be doing into the U.S. response.
0: Sure, right, exactly. Because you had, it was the Trump administration, but I think at the agency level, that's where they're going to be genuinely curious is like, how did the CDC come up with the, you know, uh, six feet rule? How did they decide what they decided on masking, especially in those early months? And, you know, we could learn some interesting things.
1: Okay, Bosh, then there's the much-hyped ban on TikTok. The Biden administration has been negotiating with TikTok for about two years now to resolve concerns that the app, which is owned by a Chinese company, ByteDance, poses a national security risk. In the meantime, at least 14 states have already banned government workers from using TikTok on their government-issued devices. And as part of the most recent budget, Congress included a similar ban for federal workers. And then there is a separate bipartisan bill introduced by Florida Senator Marco Rubio that would ban the app for everyone in the United States.
0: And this came as we learned in late December that TikTok had to fire several employees that were spying on people, including journalists. Not good timing for that to come out, given all the scrutiny and questions about uh, TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, and how much control and leverage the Chinese government has over ByteDance. There will certainly be hearings on this, Jill. Here's a number for you uh, that came out recently about what Congress did and did not get accomplished this year. Of the more than 17,000 bills introduced between January 2021 and the 2022 midterms over uh, about 18 months only 4% became law. So 632 out of more than 17,000 bills became law. So one thing I would suggest to everyone, look for action on the state level. California, Virginia, Connecticut, Colorado, Utah have all passed data laws in regards to uh, regulating big tech. Uh, Then a bunch of the states have passed laws in regards to TikTok. Uh, Many of those states either have a Republican or Democratic trifecta, meaning one-party controls all the major parts of the government. So we might be seeing more of this action happening at a state level as sort of the feds can't really accomplish anything.
1: 17,000 bills?
0: <laughs> 17,000 bills. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, listen, a whole range of things from the very unimportant, like let's rename this building after this you know hero to like, let's reimagine how we do immigration in this country. Oh, you know, and so- Listen, there's 435 members of Congress. There's 100 senators. They all have to show they're accomplishing things. They all have to go get voted on at some point. So they want to show, hey, I submitted a bill for this. I submitted a bill for that. Uh, Very few bills, 4% actually got through. And I should add, Jill, that's what Democrats controlling everything, right? Democrats control the House and the Senate and only 4% of bills got through.
1: Uh, My prediction though, regarding TikTok Absolutely nothing will get done, at least nothing substantial. Millions of people are already addicted, and therefore it would be politically disastrous, I think, to ban it. The other option, which was for the U.S. operation to be sold off, or at least the data stored outside of China. Uh, To me, that's just a PR move. It may happen, but it's going to be inconsequential. China spies on their own citizens. I don't think they would miss any opportunity to spy on ours.
0: So I agree on a ban not happening. It actually takes me back to Trump initially proposed a TikTok ban. And then he was told by his advisors, dude, this is political suicide. You should not ban TikTok. And that's what made him pivot to like, okay, then TikTok has to sell itself to an American company. I think the Justice Department and TikTok will make a deal. I think TikTok is feeling the pressure here from these bans. They see Congress is serious. uh, And so they will make a deal to sell a bunch of their operations and, and base some of their operations here in the U.S., Uh, just because the U.S. is just too big of a market for TikTok to lose. And I think they see see the pressure. I think they're feeling the pressure right now.
1: The third branch of government, the Supreme Court. There are some very big decisions coming down the pipeline. The court will be ruling on cases about affirmative action, gerrymandering the First Amendment case with the woman who doesn't want to make websites for same-sex couples. There's also Biden's student loan forgiveness plan, we can expect all of those decisions in the spring.
0: So real briefly, based on the fact that we know the court has a 6-3 conservative majority and we have heard most of these cases, or at least they've heard these cases, then they have to make their decisions in June. Uh, that's typically when the big ones come out. The wisdom here is that affirmative action is kaput. Colleges will have to find other ways to ensure diverse classes, uh, whether it's income levels, uh, zip codes on where people live, etc. cetera. The First Amendment case, the uh, woman who does not want to make a website for same-sex couples even though by the way she's never made a wedding website or has been requested of such but they took this case to the court as sort of a precedent case remember to think about this this is a free speech case not a religion case and this court has been very amenable to free speech it was trying to draw a line here between hotels and restaurants cannot do things like this but an artist or a creative person could say i do not want to have a same-sex couple customers Then there's the student loan forgiveness case that'll be heard uh, sometime early in 2023. It's based on whether they think he had the executive power to do this. Given the way they've been approaching this sort of thing, I think you might have to say goodbye to the student loan forgiveness plan. Then there's the big democracy gerrymandering case out of North Carolina. We've talked about this on a number of episodes uh, later in the year as the court heard this in December. It looks like they will not be endorsing that very controversial independent state legislature theory. Basically, rest assured, we won't see complete chaos and complete independence for the parties. But you may continue to see even more gerrymandering happen based on the way it looks like they'll rule on this. All right. As we head into warmer weather across much of the U.S. in the coming months, one way to stay cool and continue to get a good night's sleep is by checking out Bowl & Branch Bedding & Sheets. They're a brand that we love here at News. We only endorse products that we love. And we've been using Bowling Branch for more than two years now in our home. The sheets have been great, soft, breathable fabric that works for both cold and warm weather. We noticed the quality immediately and have gotten a few different sets in our house. I know Jill has as well. They're made with 100% organic cotton, completely free from toxins. I know that is very important to a number of you. And it's not just sheets, they have blankets, duvets. Pillows, a whole variety of products to ensure you get a good night's sleep. And right now, they have a great deal for the Mo News community. Go check them out. I promise you will not be disappointed. Again, they get softer with every wash. So the deal right now is 15% off your order when you use the promo code MoNews over at bullandbranch.com. That is bullandbranch, B O L L A N D, branch.com. Promo code MoNews for 15% off. Exclusions do apply. See site for details.
1: Let's head overseas. It's now been almost a year since Russia invaded Ukraine. Conventional wisdom at the start of the war was that Russia would plow through Ukraine and take over Kyiv within days. That clearly did not happen, but the toll is already immense. There are millions of refugees. Part of the country in the east is currently under Russian control. Ukraine did win back control of one city, uh, Kherson in the south. Meanwhile, US officials say the military will begin training Ukrainian forces on Patriot missile defense systems very soon. Those systems are all included in a new 1.8 billion dollar aid package. Ukrainian President Zelensky recently visited the White House. President Biden pledged to help the Ukrainian leader for quote as long as it takes. But it isn't really up to him. The U.S. already sent about $100 billion in aid to Ukraine. Some Republicans and progressive Dems have expressed some concern about an endless war. So will 2023 finally bring an end to this war? And if so, what will that look like? Well, the U.N. Secretary General said he sees no prospect of talks to end the war in Ukraine in the immediate future, and he expects the already escalating military conflict to continue
0: yeah it, there does not appear to be an end in sight here uh late february it'll be marking one year of this war the losses on both sides have been immense um i mean ukraine for decades now will be in reconstruction mode um and may have lost some territory permanently the russian military really destroyed here like there they've been they've put themselves back 20 or 30 years at least according to western military experts but it does not appear that Putin is willing to concede. He is somebody who needs to win. How can he claim victory here? Remember, he annexed four regions, four entire regions of Ukraine. He now only controls part of those regions as Ukraine is pushed back, has regained territory. As of this taping, uh, Russia controls about 10 percent of Ukraine. But they appear to be on a standstill along a 600 mile battle line. So what's ahead? Putin's friends are in tough straits, right? China's not really interested in helping him that much. India's over him. Iran is distracted by the chaos in its country. He's left to basically the Syrians and the Chechens, the North Koreans and Belarus to be helping him. That's not really going to turn the tide. The big question is the West. And when I talk about the West, I'm talking about Europe. Because Europe right now is taking the brunt of this war with the lack of natural gas supply. You know, I know Americans are peeved about spending $100 billion to aid Ukraine, which is, by the way, less than 1% of her annual budget. But the brunt of the pain is being felt by the Europeans right now in terms of their inflation, which is higher than the US, in terms of natural gas prices, heat, et cetera. So will they be pushing their governments, Germany and France, to get Zelensky to be like, you got to make peace here. Uh, Europeans are not holding strong. So far, they appear to, but that'll be a question mark on how they survive the winter. Uh, Zelensky appears emboldened here. Uh, I think, I don't know, Jill, let's make predictions here, because this is what this podcast is about. I think the, the winter, where it's sort of a standstill, the spring and the summer, the Ukraine will make its move. Russia will make the move that it can. And then I think we get to peace talks sometime in the fall.
1: You know, Moshe, I think that this is going to be an endless war. I, I hate to say it. I, I feel like we're yeah. going to be talking about the same thing next New Year's. Um, and, 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 and it's so unfortunate. I just think that both side is so dug in right now. And the longer it goes on, the harder it is for them to make any type of deal.
0: the thing is like Zelensky. any compromise would force Zelensky to give up part of his country to russia unfortunately that's just the way that it works right russia invaded uh and he does not appear to be willing to do so and um and and feels like he has the wind at his back so you know i i think you have a good point there
1: okay moving on to china 2022 was a huge year for china president xi jinping won an unprecedented third term That was entirely as expected. The real surprise, though, came in November when mass protests over Beijing's strict zero COVID-19 policies erupted across the country, the most significant demonstrations in China since the Tiananmen Square protests of 1989. Beijing reacted first by cracking down on protests and then by dropping most of its lockdown measures, opening up the risk of rapid COVID spread. So now to 2023, the world's second biggest economy has reduced its pace of growth, raising questions about the competence of China's leadership. So will Xi change course and refocus on the economy? And given concerns about China's designs on Taiwan, are we worried about military conflict?
0: So this is going to be big, right? Because China's opening up. Those protests were a big deal in November. And the fact that China decided to say, OK, let's use this protest to declare victory on COVID and zero COVID. Uh, this winter will tell us a lot. How dramatic will the images be as basically 1.4 billion people who have not been exposed to COVID for three years are exposed to it for the first time? How will that impact things? How will that impact global growth? Will China have to lock things down? At the same time, companies, major international companies like Apple, have been making a pivot away from China this last year, having seen what happened with Russia and Ukraine, worried China might invade Taiwan, worried about supply chain issues. How does china react to that you know china wants to maintain its economic growth and that's something you brought up there um it's reduced its pace of growth you know china for years has been claiming eight percent ten percent annual you know just really insane annual growth they haven't seen that the past couple of years with COVID. so that leaves us with a, a major question uh when it comes to how they get through COVID. i mean i think if you look at china these past couple of decades just the economic growth has been so important to them And they need to open up. They need to sort of reset themselves before they make another move. Keep in mind, China moves slow. It's a country that is 5,000 years old, and they've been able to grow and maintain their power through the millennia by being cautious and slow. Interesting thing to watch, by the way, Jill, if Kevin McCarthy makes it uh, as speaker, as House Speaker, he actually praised Pelosi's visit to Taiwan last year. That was hugely controversial, led to military exercises. He says he's going to visit Taiwan too. That's going to clearly add stress to the relationship between the countries. And that's something to watch.
1: So Politico has a China Watch newsletter. And they got a bunch of predictions from some of their experts. One of them was from Gina Tam, assistant professor of East Asian history at Trinity University in San Antonio, Texas. She says, the zero COVID protests may have ended for the moment, but I think the white paper revolution touched upon deeper systemic issues affecting young people in China, including deflated wages, fewer job opportunities, and a winnowing of acceptable forms of fun and entertainment. While I do not know what their activism will look like, social movements tend to have a deep sense of historical memory. I would anticipate that the kind of activism we saw in November and December of 2022 will impact how young people continue to make their voices heard and something that we in the United States should pay attention to.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that's not lost on the CIA and American intelligence, something to take advantage of at some point. I mean, clearly you saw a victory by the Chinese people, right? They got to the streets and within a couple of weeks, they were able to change the zero COVID policy. So that's, that's really interesting, I think, from that professor at Trinity University. Like I was saying earlier, you know, I I think that I know there's a lot of concern about China and Taiwan. I, you know, I don't see them making a drastic move this year. They move slow. They sort of have to reset themselves. Um, one other notable thing, headline for people to watch this year, Jill, at some point this year, probably early in the year, India will officially surpass China to be the most populous country on earth. So China would then become the second uh, most populous country on earth, uh, but it speaks to the larger issue in China, which is population decline. And that then leads to economic decline. And that is a big concern. So watch for that as a big moment. And for a lot of people, will be talking about that.
1: Okay, in some lighter news from overseas, King Charles has his coronation in May. It is the first one since Queen Elizabeth's in 1953, and it's just a formality. But the royal family does pomp well. It's going to be big. It's going to be a highly watched event. The bigger question, though, that a lot of us have, what is going to happen with the royal family? Will Harry and Meghan reconcile with Prince William and Kate or will the relationship continue to deteriorate? Uh, Mosh, I just watched the Netflix docu-series uh, for Meghan and, and Harry, <laughs> and I think 2023 is going to bring a whole lot more drama and accusations.
0: Yeah, especially with that coronation in May. And by the way, keep in mind that coronation. So King Charles III is 74 years old. He has waited 74 years for the job he was born into just because Queen Elizabeth survived for so long um but obviously that'll bring the whole family together uh, interestingly despite the documentary jill uh king charles III uh says he will rise above this and uh there was a quote in one of the british newspapers this week harry is his son and his majesty will always love him while things are difficult at the moment the door will always be left ajar so an invite is pending uh, and will come for harry and megan to uh come to the uk In May, what will those images be like given the low point here, given how upset William is? I think William is particularly upset because of the way Harry used the Diana Panorama interview as part of the documentary. Uh, and he, you know, he was always like, This, this is our mother, our story, and you're utilizing for your own purposes here.
1: Mosh, the only thing I think about when I hear Coronation Day, and this is just the parent of a girl toddler, is Frozen. There's a coronation day in Frozen, and it's like, it's Elsa's coronation day. It's this big thing. I think that there might be some parents out there that can relate.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what's interesting is this coronation is much more of a budget coronation uh, because they can't spend the money they used to spend in the 50s. So uh, the big question will be on Harry and Meghan does the king strip their titles as the Duke and Duchess of Sussex due to all of this? Uh, My prediction is he does not, but I guess it could happen you know just a sort of a uh, you guys want to be independent so be independent no more title for you by the way one prediction from one of our Mo news community i don't know if this is happening but it's sort of out of left field here mura 0055 predicts that harry and meghan will get divorced
1: i don't know i don't think so yeah. but you never know
0: but listen people got to people are putting out their predictions
1: Okay, now on to some business news. Let's start with the stock market. Will 2023 bring a rebound after a drop in 2022, which was one of the worst years for the market in a decade? The S&P 500, which is 500 of the biggest public companies, it's down almost 20% on the year. According to MarketWatch, history shows back-to-back losing years for stocks are rare. But the size of the market's drop in 2022, with no sign that the Federal Reserve is ready to come to the rescue, means that investors should beware.
0: So there were experts saying, Joe, that in the few instances when the S&P 500 dropped in consecutive years, it had to be due to a major economic event, like the Great Depression back in the 20s or World War II, the oil crisis in the 70s, 9-11, dot-com bubble. So I think we're going to have a slight recovery here. The big question will be this year what the Fed does, as you mentioned, Will they cut off their interest rate hikes at some point? They want to avoid this hard landing. They want to avoid recession. I mean, it's clear the Fed screwed up on inflation. Can they afford to screw up again? Right now, the market's pushing back on them saying, you're raising interest rates more and faster than we've ever gone before. You're coming in too hard and too late. you got to start bringing liquidity back into the market. you got to allow money to come back in. And so will we get into official recession? Unclear. Uh, But I do think that by the back half of 23 There'll be enough of an oomph pushback on the Fed here uh, to uh, try to help the markets recover and gain something.
1: Moshe, I asked one of my go-to market guys, Peter Tuckman, a.k.a. the Einstein of Wall Street, also the most photographed man on Wall Street. He says, I have an amazing prediction. If you ask me if the market is going to be up or down next year, the answer is... Yes. Basically meaning wah, who knows. <laughs> yeah. And most of <laughs> it, yeah.
0: of Wall Street has given me yes on is it up or down. Okay.
1: Most experts will tell you though, you know, right. don't get into the market for short-term gains. It's it's a bet on the long-term health of, of the economy and the stock market.
0: Yeah, if you look at the S&P over the course of the past 100 years, only two decades have seen the market go down over 10 years, the 30s and the 80s from 2000, 2009. Other than that, you've seen gains anywhere from 20% to 400% through the decade. So it's a pretty good bet that the market will go up over the decade. And we're just here early in the 20s now, Jill, 2023. So we got seven more years of this decade. A couple of the other big things to watch out for this year. Gas prices are a big question. Based on where the numbers are right now, enjoy what you have. We are at two-year lows, almost down to 2018, 2019 levels. Domestic production is good. Venezuela is gradually being opened up. Russia will continue to be a big issue. The big question, it always comes back to China, 1.4 billion people. So when you see China opening up, what does that mean? More demand. Their economy is back. What does that mean? More demand for oil, which means uh, prices will go up because there's only a certain amount of oil in the world. So that's a big question um, as to what happens there. So I think gas prices probably are higher a year from now than they are right now. And inflation, I, I feel like, I believe the economists here that we've reached peak inflation. How low are we? Are we back down to 3%? Probably not. We might still be living in the 5% inflation era by the end of next year.
1: I hope you're right, (laughs) Mosh.
0: For the the sake of your grocery bill. yes, Yes,
1: please. OK, Mosh, one of our favorite topics will be in store for the media in 2023. The newsletter Reliable Sources put together a list of some predictions from Alexandra focus from ABC, quote, working harder to reach audiences where they are. There is a reason young people are looking to graphics and Instagram carousels to explain news topics to them, a.k.a. Mo News at Mosh. I,
0: I agree with that prediction wholeheartedly. More Instagram carousels and reels in
1: 2023. Uh, Nicholas Thompson, president of Atlantic, says, new companies will appear that use AI to aggregate and summarize journalism. Reporters will learn how to use the new tools to find ideas. Writers will figure out how it will help them compose new stories, or at least get through writer's block. Uh, we've been talking about this chat GPT. Uh, we're going to just do a, a trial for one day to see if, if this AI... System could do a better job writing the podcast than you and I can, Mosh.
0: Oh, totally. And, and include in chat GPT instructions, Jill has to sing at the end a 90s song and see what <laughs> they come up with. Jill, we're only in the first chapter of AI here. We have no idea what's to come next. And uh, compare it to like the era, if you remember the early 90s era of the internet, of like Prodigy, AOL, and CompuServe for the internet and where the internet is today.
1: And tech writer Joanne McNeil writes, Facebook and the media kiss and make up. Watch for Facebook to reemerge, promoting itself as the sensible, mature alternative to Elon Musk's Twitter chaos. That one is super interesting, um, especially with also what's going on with TikTok.
0: Right, how quickly the tide turns, you know, Facebook was evil. And then wait, is TikTok worse? wait, Twitter's definitely worse. Maybe Facebook isn't so bad anymore. You know, it's sort of, you know, the, the media loves a comeback story. After tearing something down, they love to they love the comeback story. So, uh, you know, could the media and Facebook make up here, especially as Facebook has hit tough times? Potentially. I do, though, see a trend line in the creator economy to move towards independent websites, uh, newsletters, etc., away from holding all of your, Fan base in these social media. And it's something we see at Mo News too. We started on Instagram, right? But we're looking to get to more um, to other platforms. And that's something I think more creators are seeing is like, if I build my entire following, my entire business um, on a Facebook, on an Instagram, on a TikTok. What happens when they go away? What happens when the world turns? What happens when the government bans one of them? And so I think that you're going to see that happening in the creator economy. A big picture here, Jill, I wanted to throw out a couple things. There's a few predictions out there that Netflix might merge with another huge media company, uh, Paramount, which owns CBS, or Disney. I mean, can you imagine a Disney-Netflix combo? And whether the government would allow that but that's something people are saying as uh, all these companies are seeking to get bigger and bigger in 2022 cbs paramount has been trying to sell itself for a while it has its movie studio and cbs but then also has all those cable channels you might have heard of back in the day mtv comedy central good brands they don't know what to do with them anymore there's talk of an nbc cbs tie up like comcast would buy parts of cbs that could be complicated. And one thing I'll throw out there, Mike Bloomberg apparently wants to buy the Washington Post or the Wall Street Journal to make Bloomberg bigger. Uh, so look for media mergers next year.
1: I have heard predictions that Jeff Bezos wants to sell the Washington Post. So perhaps there's something to that.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got his space program. He's got the largest company in the world. He's got Amazon. <laughs> like, I think he's he's probably got his hands full without having that whole Washington Post thing also.
1: Okay, let's talk about entertainment. Rihanna will be performing at the Super Bowl, her first concert in five years. She and ASAP Rocky just had a baby. They've been pretty private since the baby was born. Okay, Mosh. one of my favorite things to do is try to predict who the headliner of the Super Bowl is going to bring on as a guest uh, for the Super Bowl for the halftime show. So usually they bring on at least one other musical act. I think Rihanna could bring Jay-Z on stage because mm, they could perform okay. Umbrella, Run This Town, both great, great songs. Possibly Eminem, even though he was part of the Super Bowl in 2022, that that halftime performance. But they do have some great songs together, like Love the Way You Lie. I was looking at some of the coverage from when it was first announced that Rihanna was going to do the Super Bowl. And there was talk that Kanye West could join her. I mean, this was just a couple of months ago. (laughs) The odds of that happening now, though, are pretty slim. Like, too much has changed.
0: Yeah, Kanye, can you guarantee us you won't bring out a swastika with you? Uh, I think Kanye is in a corner for a while or forever. Um, It is a shame. You know, I, I love me all of the lights, though I haven't listened to it. Um, for a while now. Uh, She also had some collabs with T.I., with Live Your Life back in the day, as well as Drake. I think Eminem would be welcome. Jay-Z is probably a no-brainer, given that he produces the halftime show and the buzz he got. The big question, Jill, is whether anyone appears upside down when they make their appearance this year, like Fitty Cent did.
1: Go shorty, it's your birthday. (laughs) It's also going to be the first Oscars since the slap heard around the world. Will Smith has to sit it out this year but will there be drama? Jimmy Kimmel is hosting.
0: My prediction, someone will slap him, but it'll be a joke. Someone's (laughs) going to come on stage. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it.
1: Okay. And serial dater and Hollywood heartthrob. I say with a giggle, but not really. Pete Davidson back on the market in 2023. Amrata, uh, his latest love interest reportedly on the dating apps. So what is in store for Pete Davidson this year? Okay, Moshe, any predictions on who he might date?
0: Who's left? Who's left? He had Kate Beckinsale, David Kate Beckinsale, Ariana Grande, Cassie David, Larry David's daughter, obviously Kim Kardashian. Um, We could throw out a couple predictions here. I think Julia Fox might come into the mix here. At least they'll be seeing it like a Rangers game or something. And here's a real left field one. Kendall Jenner, sister of Kim. I don't know. I throw it out there because anything is possible. And I will add, Jill, that we do have a prediction from a Mo News Committee member. MB Snyder 30 says... Pete Davidson will get engaged in 2023. So he'll take it up to the next level, according to at least one of you.
1: Okay, I have to do some sort of prediction about Pete Davidson. And the way that I am going to approach this is I thought to myself, every single person that he's dated, from Kim K to Ariana Grande uh, to Amrata, has been the last person that I ever, would have ever imagined that Mm. would date Pete Davidson. So in my mind, I'm like, who would be the last person that would ever date Pete Davidson? And I thought maybe one of the Obama girls, Uh, Malia Obama, you say it and you're like, absolutely not. No way. But he has been winning hearts
0: or or like, does he go for like a Jennifer Aniston? I mean, like it could just be anything is possible. Anything is possible.
1: Most a lot of the predictions that you got on Instagram were focused on Nick Cannon. Uh, Apparently, people think he is not done yet in the baby making game.
0: Yeah, yes, like maybe a third of the predictions were like, Nick will have three more kids. Nick will have 10 more kids. Nick will have five to 10 more kids. Between Elon and Nick, they'll have 15 kids. You guys seem to think that Nick Cannon will continue to populate Earth. He seems to think so as well. So I think that's a fair prediction for 2023.
1: All right. As for us here at Mo News, we cannot wait for another year to grow this podcast and expand our programming.
0: Jill, people had predictions for this podcast. A number of them had to do with predictions related to you singing on the podcast, as Uh. has become our tradition here in December. Oh, nice. Nice. False setup. So we have Alice 55, who says you will sing on 55 percent of the episodes. Very specific, Alice. Mama Shells says you will get signed by a big label. (laughs) Uh, for your singing. Um, Sandy Noel played it safe and just predicted more singing from you and Jill. I think it's a pretty safe bet. As far as my predictions for the pod and Mo News writ large, uh, very exciting news early in the year. Expect the Mo News website to launch for the newsletter to go daily. We're going to be getting some office space. We're in negotiations right now about actually having the Mo News world headquarters. Uh, And so, I don't know, Jill... Are you feeling good enough about this pod to launch another
1: pod in 2023? I always want to launch another pod. Yes, let's do it. (laughs) I love podcasts um, and I'm all about launching another one. It just, you know, it has to be good. I'm very about not wasting people's time and just being valuable. So as long as we can come up with something, and we're always spitballing ideas, but as long as we can come up with something that we think has real value, uh, yeah, let's do it.
0: We'll give you even more to listen to in 2023. Uh, So get ready, everybody.
1: All right, a big thank you for being a big part of our 2022 and cheers to a great 2023.
0: Yeah, we have a full year ahead. This year, we launched the podcast, believe it or not, only six months ago in June. So we have a full year in 2023. We appreciate all of you who follow or subscribe to this podcast. Uh, Please review us in the app store. They make a huge difference. Uh, I have a prediction for next year more five-star reviews, Jill, for this podcast. And Jill, should we, we are recording this virtually, but do we want to do a quick cheers to 2023?
1: Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers to 2023, Mosh.
0: See you all next year.